This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. Ah, all right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, making good people defenseless does not make bad people harmless. Think, think about it. Gun right. uh, control laws only disarm the law-abiding murder, rape, and assaults are already against the law. Do you really think a law that bans concealed carry uh, will stop a criminal, help us fight back, and become a member of San Diego County Gun Owners? We make activism easy, so join us today. Go to sdcgo.org slash join and sign up to be a member. Big. Together we will win. Oh, I came in way too early there. Gosh, we're already screwing up. The, the last show of the year, we're already screwing it up. Well, we're not talking food. Let's just start over. None of this is going to make it to the air, I promise. We'll edit this. All out. right, I'll do the re-intro. Here we go. No, <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year's, everybody. Big save the date. March 2nd and 3rd is the next San Diego gun show. That's right, March 2nd and 3rd. So mark your calendar. We need you to show up. There's a lot going, in the second, a lot going on in the Second Amendment world. And, uh, you know, stand on the sidelines is uh, no longer an option. And one of the ways that you can help support the gun show is just by showing up. Buy a ticket, uh, show up, come and see the new digs. It's at the Legacy Center in Mission Valley. If you've never seen the Legacy Center in Mission Valley, it's super nice. The venue is nice and big and modern. And then Saturday night, we're also going to have movie night. It's going to be Second Amendment movie night. I we, we contractually can't tell you what movie we're going to show on the air, but we will be able to email it out. I heard it was Days of Thunder. It's not Days of Thunder. <laughs> what? But I'll give you a, I'll give you a hint. Wolverines. And not not the new one. The the, the real one. The real one. All yeah. right. X Men, here we go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> X Men. It rhymes with Schmed Schmon. Okay. You just have to quit talking or you're gonna go to jail. <laughs> All right. It's just that simple. Uh, so how Wait. can you, what? How's the Jeep? Well, look, we'll get there. How can Uh-oh. you participate? Uh, I'm not done with the gun show thing yet. You got it. You got I need everybody's participation in the gun show. And how can you participate? Well, you can sponsor. There's lots of opportunities to promote your company. You know, we're bringing together. We're going to reach out and touch maybe 50,000 to 100,000 people in San Diego. And you have a really big building, so you can really fill up a lot of sponsors. Well, so 50,000 to 100,000 people are going to get all of our promotions. And then a good 15,000, 20,000 of those are going to see our promotions a lot. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have uh, three to 5,000 people actually show. This is a very rich pool of people. And, and you're going to be on KUSI TV, which is the first time that you will be there to promote this gun show. Yeah, exactly right. We're, we're going to promote you on the air. We're going to promote you digitally via email. We're going to promote you in places like KUSI, <clears throat> where we talk about the gun show and people can see your business. Uh, you can exhibit, so you can get a table or a booth, and uh, of course, they'll also have additional promo plans there. All you got to do is contact Rich 
at gunownersradio.com. Rich at gunownersradio.com. Also, we're going to need some volunteers. So uh, sign up at, at sdcgo.org slash volunteer. Um, this is a good way to help make the event a success and grow the Second Amendment community, which is the whole point of the gun show. It's not just a bunch of sweaty guys in a warehouse anymore. This is going to be a whole event, and it's going to be bigger and better than any gun show uh, I've seen in San Diego. We're very, very proud of it. And then, of course, attend. If you can't sponsor, you don't exhibit, and, you, and you're unable to volunteer, at the very least, buy a ticket and attend. So... Uh, if you want more information on June 8th at 1 p.m., you can attend a Zoom information session for free. You go to gunownersradio.com slash gunshowinfo to register. That's gunownersradio.com slash gunshowinfo to register. These gun shows are going to be awesome. Uh, we, we're, we have one planned for March, and then we have two more planned uh, for the rest of the year, but we need people. You can't be passive. you got to show up. We need people. We, we, you know, we, we showed that it was possible and that there was a need. Um, uh, and now we're going to take it to the next step and make it even better. So anyway, Dave, how's it going, man? Great. You're going to have a symposium, right? We're, it's symposiums there. We're going to have speakers. Um, all that's basically free with entry to – think different uh, one at a different show? Uh, we're going to have – we're going to have like eight speakers on Saturday and, and a whole different set of eight speakers on Sunday. And then the next I think it's gun eight. show may be a completely different set of speakers. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. just think the variety is what will draw people to the uh, Oh, big shows. time. Yeah. There's going to be all kinds of variety. Um, it'll be an opportunity um, to, if you're a presenter, it'll be an opportunity to reach out to people. If you are a an attendee, it'll be an opportunity to see, uh, you know, instructors or, 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 or gain information that you and wouldn't normally. Well, what if somebody to? wants to speak as a symposium? How would they go about qualifying and how would they go? Contact rich at gunownersradio.com. Just email rich at gunownersradio.com or on January 8th at 1 p.m., attend the Zoom information okay. session. And to uh, register for that, you go to gunownersradio.com slash gun show info. We're going we're gonna to over educate and over communicate um, to make sure that this thing's a success. You All have we need. To. Yeah, all we need you guys to do is participate. Alicia, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How are you doing down there? Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. And our buddy, Mike DeSargo. How are you doing, man? Good, hey, man. It's so good to be here. How are you guys doing? Yeah, great. It's great to have you. We're going to talk to you about uh, a couple of interesting things, but particularly we're talking about Peru gun culture in the next couple <laughs> segments, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Peru? Yeah. yeah. Peru. Yeah, that's it's in amazing. France, I think. I that was a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> not one you'd go to. No way. Unless they had chicken nuggets. No, that's goat heads. Unbelievable. He has the uh, the palate, the taste palate of a five-year-old child, Mike. I can make chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah. I can eat those. Yeah. Just so. don't tell him what's really in it. <laughs> hey, we're going to talk. McDonald's McRib. Is that bad? You eat a McRib and you won't go have like. Oh, that's gourmet, dude. You won't have Middle Eastern food, but you'll have a McRib. Absolutely, because it's got the pickle on it. It's really good. Have you had one? Have I had one? Brother, you don't get to look like me without <laughs> having a, a couple of McRibs in your day. Is yeah. this what I got to look forward to? I remember. I honestly remember when they uh, when they introduced the McRib in the 80s. I was, was living really in Florida, good. and, man, it was a big deal. It was really good. Dude. It was a big deal. Still good. Well, that, I, you know, it's the, it's the same barbecue sauce they give for the chicken nugget. we got to stop talking about food, dude. <laughs> We've got to stop it's talking about so, food. Do, do we, though? No, dude, do it we? is so easy to divert them. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> We've got to stop talking about yeah, food. Yeah. Well. Anyway, um, so listen, there's a lot of news. We're going to talk about SB2, so stay tuned on that. Don't worry. We'll cover it. 
Um, there's there's a lot of things we're going to talk about. Um, in fact, tomorrow I'm actually on KUSI early in the morning. Um, so either wake up early or just don't go to bed because it's New Year's Eve. Um, and they'll also replay it. But I'm going to talk about a couple of the new laws that take take effect January 1st, 2024. Unfortunately, uh, SB2 is one of them. But we'll talk all about that. And we're going to talk about it's not going to – this isn't a – it's not a funeral, you know. I I, mm-hmm. I got to tell you, now is not the time to be frustrated, mad, sad, cuss, curse, insult. That's we don't have time for that. No, we don't have time for negativity. Um, there's but way too this, much to be done. Even the law we're talking about right now, it's it's it, it's. We're going to talk about it. Don't don't don't, don't give really. me bad information yet. We're we get because we got to go to. It got enormously complicated mm-hmm. this weekend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a, you got to do algebra on this thing, you know, and two negatives equal a positive, and, and the media is not helping. Out the, um, they're not helping. I'll tell you how they're helping. Some of the media is helping by interviewing me. Um, of course. So Fox, local Fox, interviewed me. Um, oh shoot, who else? Local Fox. Well, either 8, 10, 39. Oh, NBC. No, it was NBC, Local Fox, and then, of course, KUSI. Yeah. So th- those guys are helping because right. they're going to people. Know- now, let's see if their editors are helping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the cool thing about KUSI is it's live, and I get to actually say things that I know are going to hit the oh, air. Oh, the other ones can? They're, they edit me down, man. There's There are so many golden nuggets. You know what I thought about doing it? Email me. Email info. What is it? Info at gunownersradio.com. Mm-hmm. Email info at gunownersradio.com. And I've been, and tell me what you think about this idea. Give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I've been thinking about recording my interviews when I when I do an interview with, with media so that you can see the whole thing. So you can see how much they edit it down. Like I'll sit there for 10 minutes and give, you, you know, nuggets. You just need a nuggets. little voice-activated recorder. I just pop. put it on my phone. Just put it on my own and boom. It's 2023, Dave. Smile. <laughs> well, is that like a thumb drive? For like another, it's like a thumb drive. Wow. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean, Dave? <laughs> I love Dave. Hey. I love, Dave, I really, truly do. Love I you do. with passion. I do. I do, too. You crack me up. I keep you on top of it. Frustrate me. No, I don't. <laughs> Got on the very radio, best way. FM 96.8.11.70. The answer. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Gun owners, listen up. If you ever have legal matters that involve firearms, you need California's best firearm lawyer, and that means John Dillon. He can help you with red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation. For me, you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws, so put his number on your phone right now. 760-642-7150. That's John Dillon, California firearms lawyer. 760-642-7150. All right. So last show of the year. Thank you all so much for listening or you, or listening to the podcast. And, and it's the first or second or it's already 2024. Um, and uh, so we have a very special guest. Um, and, uh, you know. 
getting a special guest on New Year's Eve is even more special. <laughs> so, Mike, thank you so much for coming in on New Year's Eve. It's thank a pleasure. It's a privilege. I'm always happy to be a part of the conversation. Yeah, there you go. Mike DeSargo. Okay, so give us your, 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 your bio and get right up on the mic so we can hear you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Your intoxicating so, voice. <laughs> get my Eddie Love on. That's an old school <laughs> 90s reference wow. for all the old people. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> owner, operator of Stronghold Dynamic LLC, we're a training company and risk advisor. My full-time job, aside from my business, is mm-hmm. I work for Pinkerton as a uh, account manager, um, medic, been into several different things, and probably the most pertinent recent thing, because my brain is everywhere, is uh, learning quite a bit about emotional functioning through uh, Dr. Jake Weskerchin from Walk the Talk America, and that does tie into the uh, SB2 health component, mental health component mm, a little yeah. bit. As well as a bit of learning video production, and that ties into why we were in Peru, Wow. Kind of thing. And so everything gets weird. 2024 is going to get weird. That's a lot. 2025 is going to get even weirder. It's going to be a lot more. You got you got a lot of fingers and a lot of pies, my friend. I do. You're a master of all. Of none. A I'm master of all trades. Yeah. Hey, so is I'm just curious. Pinkerton, is mm-hmm. it is it is it the same company it is. that was around back it is. 100 and whatever years ago? It is. It is. It's the same old school. They used to have a tradition of um, you get the old school Pinkerton badge. You yeah. Know? yeah. And you it, have one? I don't. Um, they no longer do that. It's, uh, but it's uh, the same company. It's it not like is. some company came along and bought the name or thought it'd be cool to be nostalgic. It's the same company. It's the same company. That's amazing. I mean, certainly I like the um, corporate structure has yeah. changed mm-hmm. since right. then, obviously, right? But, uh, but there's uh, a direct line. There's a direct line for sure. And there, I think Pinkerton, so Pinkerton was like, for those who don't know, Pinkerton was like when the unions were just starting in the early part of the 1900s, mm-hmm. um, they hired, I think this is how Pinkerton started. They hired- Ford, Ford used them. Yeah, they hired Ford union Ford busters Ford. or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. they'd, they'd protect the plants while the unions were at attack or whatever. There was a whole big deal. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, that's where the term shotgun came from because he used to ride in right. the front of the carriage with Wells Fargo, mm-hmm. escorting Wells Fargo. Oh, that was Pinkerton too? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. That's what an amazing history. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So how did you get into firearms? Let's start there. Funny story. I used to hate guns no, growing really? up because in the 90s, the only people that carried them were cops and gang members, and both of them hated me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I was um, You know, mar- that's a good subject. So, okay, let, let's let's continue on with that. Why, yeah. First off, why did cops I, – I can figure out why gang members didn't like you because <laughs> right. you weren't in their gang. Right, right. right. Why didn't cops like you? Because I looked like a gang member. Talk right. about that. Well, what, is, what did that? What did the in practice, how was it expressed to you that cops were not fond of you based it, on your looks? I was – Guilty of looking like a gang member, so, so <laughs> you know, because well, I wore the dickies, I wore the flannels, you know. It was like there was no real separation in the fashion side when it came to break dancers. Did you have or, hair? Um, I did, I did. <laughs> I had the you'd 90s look more hair. like a gangster without the hair. And it's funny because I actually didn't like Honda Civics or a bald head because that's <laughs> like this prototypical Filipino. But in college, it was the most economical thing for me to buy a Honda Civic yeah. and shave my head because I, yeah, I used did. to have a ponytail and that used to get pulled and you I used to get kneed in the face and it fights. Was function rather than fashion. That's man. it, man. Where did you grow up? Uh, South Bay, San Diego, 92154, graduated Southwest High School. Actually, wow. high school dropped In what year? When did you graduate? 95. 95. All right, cool. Okay. So, and that's that was like, like that early 90s was like, like the, I, I don't know, was it the peak? It, gang culture was huge. Yeah, man. Like gang like, culture was enormous back we, then. We were having that conversation that we didn't call it active shooters back then. It was mm-hmm. gang violence. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so yeah. we, we had a, thing, huh? Yeah, we had the solutions for school shootings. I mean, we had it. They, they, they built the fences. I mean, we looked like a prison, but it was effective in keeping out other people from coming onto our campus and shooting up the place, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
But yeah, so it wasn't until so how so then how'd you get into guns? You, okay, well actually let's back up. Yeah. So police officers, what would they do? They would frisk you? They'd question all you? all of they'd... that. I mean, I was out till whatever time of night partying, you well, know, I, and I was always at the parties that would get shot up, you know, <laughs> hanging out with DJs. So we used to do house parties in South San Diego, East San Diego. Um, for the listeners, there used to be a, a gang dynamic, whether you were in a gang or not. If you're a Filipino and you're from South San Diego, you'd get shot at in East San Diego and mm-hmm. vice versa. It didn't matter if you were in a gang or not. That's fun. Kind of so, like, it's like Lilliput. <laughs> like, like Gulliver's Travel and Lilliput. What yeah. they, so just because you were on from one side of the, mm-hmm. and they were on the other side of the, then they didn't that's like it. you. Well, that's nice. And it's funny because I, I have good friends now and we joke about that all the time. You know. Yeah. And, oh, uh, oh, from the other side? Yeah. Where were, you, were you on the east side or the west side? I was south side. You were south side. Oh, was south side, north side? Uh, the north side were like all the people that moved up. That's where all the hot girls went and <laughs> all the smart people went. And they tried to be gang members, but <laughs> that didn't work out too well for them. Okay, but, so when did you become a Second Amendment guy? When did you become a gun guy? I'm assuming I, you became a gun guy first and then a Second Amendment guy. My martial arts instructor became Chula Vista PD. He retired as a detective. And um, he was the one that really kept me straight and out of trouble. Uh, Tony Puyot is his name. Um Nice work, Tony. Yeah, Seriously. yeah. He helped me out and put gave me a job as security, and I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, good guys could carry guns." <laughs> you know, I got my open carry uh, security permit, and you know, I've been in security ever since. And then I started saying, "Oh, yeah, maybe it's not the gun; it's the person behind it." You know, and I was actually arrested as a teenager uh, when I was. Uh, I mean, the whole thing got dismissed and everything, but um, it was a Pacific Honda cop that gave me the lecture about, "Look, man." there's a greater reality beyond what your little microcosm is exposing you to, hmm. right? And he showed me like the computers, like, cause you know, we always, when people set trip, they're trying to flex their power or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then he just showed me how tiny we were in comparison to what San Diego PD had. You know, he could just call it up, spin up a helicopter and, you know, get his boys to come out. And, you know, he spoke to me in my vernacular of the time. Right. And uh, I was like, oh, there's an entire other side to this. You know, not everybody's a bad guy with all that side. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that's what kind of got me into um, all of that. And when I became a personal defense martial arts instructor. And over time, it dawned on me that if I'm going to be honest about personal defense, the most efficient way to teach people how to protect themselves is with a firearm. The most, the most effective self-defense tool ever invented by man. 100%. And that's where I'm at today. You know, I take pride nice. in... Uh, Teaching defensive firearms is very different. It's its own unique um, animal. And for those who don't know, I'm not a gun guy, you know, as this conversation started off. What do you mean? So what I mean by that is What's like, a gun guy and why aren't you one? Right. And so, <laughs> I mean, I am a gun guy to some degree, but I'm not the guy that um, focuses on marksmanship and puts holes in holes and spends weekends doing IDPA and, and you reloading my own guns. stuff. and. I'm not going to exactly agree or disagree with that. But <laughs> are you, I might have a certain quantity, but are, um, are you a are you a gear guy? Like, do you know all the latest? Like, the different that's what models? I mean. I'm, You're not one of those. I'm guys. not the gear guy. I'm not like I'm a violence guy. Like, that's what I commit my brain cells to. Is um, violence threatens us, so we should probably be better at it, right? And so I commit my energy into the mind and body functioning, and how can we tap into the skill sets that we need to apply it under terrible conditions? Gun's right? just a tool. Gun is just a tool. That's it. You know, and, and I was just watching a video from Change of Behavior where uh, they had a team going in um, practicing their close quarter combatives. And usually when you do live fire, it's relatively choreographed. You go in, targets, boom, 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 boom. 
this was comical. They were, they played the music for Mortal Kombat because you can see <laughs> they were expecting to do the choreograph thing. First guy gets tackled and he just lets it happen. He just mm. brain freezes. He doesn't extend his arm. He doesn't pull his gun under for retention. It doesn't do the things that you're supposed to do in a fight. Did he, he call timeout? I would have called timeout. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his body language was calling for instruction. Yeah. Like, is this allowed in the rules? <laughs> what am I supposed to do here? But it's that unpredictability side of things, right? And so the gun is just a tool. Just like, I'm, I'm actually not a gun guy either. Oh, wow. I think that would. I think a lot of people are, are surprised by that. Yeah. But I, it seems like everybody knows more about the make and the model and yeah. this version yeah. of it yes. and that. Blah blah blah. I mean, I, I you know, You're I know not enough. A Sam. I'm definitely not Sam. Yeah, that dude knows everything. But like, I don't really, I haven't really fallen in love with. There's only been a few guns I've fallen in love with. I don't really, I don't know. There's a lot I don't know about guns. I'm not like a gear nerd. Like all my guns are so simple. Right. Mostly stock. I only have a couple of Glocks. Um, I have uh, a couple of shotguns, and I have I have one AR mm-hmm. that I've been. It's on like you know, it's it's AR version like seven point by now. You know, yep. and yep. I, I'm just, I'm not really a gun guy. I used to do IDPA, and I got to tell you, that is some of the, for me, it was very good training, yeah. which is how I viewed it. I didn't really care if I won or lost. I, I was like mid-pack, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. and I didn't really care about that. I, I cared, did I learn something today? Did right. I get better at it? Right. Um, but I, so I'm, I, I think there's a lot of people like, like you and I that yeah. aren't, you know. Yeah, and that's what I hope to they do. don't know is... what the hell we're talking about <laughs> right. when it comes to <laughs> And I think a lot of it's kind of like what we see in martial arts culture where you might get someone from one discipline and they're a loyalist to that and this is the absolute way and this is the only way. Yeah. And then when you pressure test it, you say, oh, wait a minute, it's about modularity, about context. You know, when, when UFC and MMA came out, you start looking at the threat. What is the opponent? And you train to that opponent. You train mm-hmm. to that context, right? It's not just Muay Thai ring supreme, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu ring supreme. It all depends on the strengths and weaknesses of the threat you're approaching, right? And so it's yeah. kind of the same thing with guns. It's, okay, which firearm will best enable me to respond in a counter-ambush situation? Because defensive shooting, and by virtue, is going to be counter-ambush. Well, what do you carry? MP 9 is my favorite, personally, just because the ergonomics and the trigger, Glock 19, and as well as the Springfield uh, XDS 4-inch barrel. You know, Hoping to get an Avidity Arms, uh, PD-10, once I can... So I don't even know what that is. So, I don't know what that is. Yeah. You're more of a gun guy than I am. <laughs> so that's, you know. Yeah, so what, uh, uh, Alicia, you're a gun guy, right? I, but, no, she's a gun girl. Not, no, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. People you know more than I do. You know way more well, than I do. Well, it's just, you know what it is, is, is through working with people, I come across things because I'm not... Those one of those gun nuts. Um, when people approach me or come to me for lessons, they have firearms that I may not be familiar with, or yeah. that, yeah. or they're asking about things. Well, I take that as an opportunity. To, you know what? Let me go learn a little bit about that, and you know, then I take the time to kind of learn a little bit about things I've come across. If I've not come across it yet, I'm not going to know it. Mm. So I, I, you know, that's that's kind of where that's kind of what's kind of encouraged me to kind of learn and grow. But, awesome. But I was hoping. I was curious if he was going to say if he's uh, looking forward to getting any uh, uh, newly rostered guns. But no. Oh yes. yeah. What do you okay? What do you what do you, what do you want to get? The Probably top? MMP two. MMP two. Yeah. All right. There you go. Nice. That'll make you a gun guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I, we're off. I can't. Even, I felt like there was twenty eight seconds. <laughs> right. I'm looking for. And we haven't even talked about Peru yet. We're going to yeah, talk about we'll Peru and that. gun culture and something. You the already said it started off terrible. The the <laughs> well, that was all on me. Thank God we got Mike here to <laughs> save the show. For God. he's not talking about food. <laughs> Not yet. All right, here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. 
right, folks. Welcome to the Gun Owner Radio Show right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, you want to learn to fly? You yeah. want to get a pilot's license? Well, San Diego is one of the best places to get your airplane pilot's license because pilots can fly almost every day. You can learn to fly with San Diego Flight Training International. Gun Owner Radio listeners only check this out. For one hour of ground school and one hour of flight with an instructor, yeah, you get to fly. That's a $400 value, but if you're a radio listener, you'll get it for $350. Just give them a call, mention the radio show. That's 858-569-1822, or go to Learn to Fly, SDFTI. That's 858-569-1822, mention you heard it on the radio show, and Wazoo, you get to fly at a discount. Wazoo. You like that? That's all I'd add. Is that an ad lib? You know what? You're making me hungry. I think I'm going to have to go try that. What, the burgers and the yeah, eggs? The There's a Wazoo eggs. burger? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to start calling it the Wazoo. Yeah. <laughs> but that sounds, you know, Give me it, a Wazoo platter. It actually sounds good. Four scrambled eggs, two burger patties, some mayo, and sriracha. It's like two fried chickens, <laughs> and, uh, white toast, or white bread, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and a Coke. The, uh, the Blues, do, Blues Brothers, we're mm-hmm. Doobie Brothers. I'm Different brothers. Here. We're going to throw a piece of lumpia in there. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking to Mike DeSargo. <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, let's talk about, so we were talking about your history and mm-hmm. guns and all that other good stuff. Before we get into Prue, I, I wanted to ask, so, it's kind of an ongoing discussion that we've had little bits and pieces of the last, I don't know, month or so. So you're a Second Amendment guy. Yes, sir. When you were a kid, weren't a fan of cops. Yep. Had a cop. Help change your life. Yes, sir. Yeah. What is the question is, how does a Second Amendment advocate, how do they view, can they be a back the blue pro cop guy too? Or how do you reconcile the two? You know what I mean? Yeah, I actually have, again, my martial arts instructor was my father figure. He was law enforcement, you know, and so I have a lot of friends in law enforcement. So, I mean, I think people look at these labels and icons and forget that there's a real human element there. And so I think as long as we retain the human side of things, then we could view the systemic things through that lens, right? Like, there's, sure, there's some systemic things because, for example, cops could buy some guns that civilians can't. That's not right, right? Not, I mean, that does, there's no equality there, right? Government overreach. Law enforcement, federal military, all tools of the government. Fundamentally, we want less government and more freedom, Right. And so that's a challenge to reconcile. But with that regards, it's I think it's personally relatively easy for me to support law enforcement as individuals, you know, and, and certain things they might need to enforce. I'll understand. Right. And I kind of grew up that way when I was getting shaken down by cops. I wasn't mad at cops. You know what I mean? I understood because, like, I've seen people get shot and then, OK, I get it. You're doing your job. It mm. just would, when they continue to treat me like dirt, that would really get on my nerves. And yeah, you didn't deserve it. I tried to be. And you didn't do anything to deserve it. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I had Other scars. than be who you are. Right, right, right. And that was just the only. Did you ever want to be a cop? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it's hilarious. You know, Chula Vista PD um, explicitly told me they weren't going to hire me because I said I never smoked weed. <laughs> you know, and they thought I was lying based on my zip code. Wow. What? Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> smoked weed? Um. Okay, no. there we go then. No, no, I'm asthmatic. <laughs> no. Well, all I'm they asthmatic. have to do is I've never is smoked test you. Not yeah. one time. Yeah. 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 So the reason why I hesitated is because I, I didn't know that hotboxing <laughs> was a thing. And I was in a around some people 
in a garage, and I don't know if that gave me a contact eye. I'm so ignorant when it comes to that stuff, so it that's could. why I don't know if that qualifies. That's funny not. that they said that, though. Yeah. They were just like, nah, you smoke But they pot. did it just yeah. by looking at you. Yeah, yeah, they thought that I, yeah, just by looking They profiled you. <laughs> they profiled. They racially profiled yeah. you. I mean, there was a voice stress analysis test, and they were insisting that my voice inflictions were stressing when it came to that question. You know, I'll tell you, though, um, I think you hit on something that I don't think anybody else has hit on, and I think it's an important point, and that's the individuality. Yes. And and that's always been a problem for me. I've never been a guy who just likes groups. Right. You know, like, hey, I support XYZ group. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm always like, eh, I don't know. Some of the people in that group are jerks. I don't support them. 100%. You know, I've never been like a team guy. I've yeah. never been like a, you know, my flag or nothing or, yeah. you know, I'm this color and they're that color mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not me. It's never been that way. Um, and I think that's that has always bothered me. I mean, there are Second Amendment guys I don't support. There are people that are like, hey, I'm a gun guy. I do pro right. 2A stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. going, that guy's a jerk. Right. You right. Know, right. I, I don't right. agree with that guy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's – um as a whole, and I don't mean this in a belittling way, but there's a certain level of intellectual laziness to default and associate you with a label, yourself as a label, and associate other people with a label. Fundamentally, tribalism is a survival positive, right, where we need to surround ourselves with people like us, but inherently you develop contempt for people who are not like you. And I think that's where the disinformation campaign, and now more than ever, being able to think in the same way that you do with a little bit more clarity in our perspective, um, looking beyond perception and take perspective, we can better sift through all the disinformation that's getting out there, all the polarized conversations that's getting out there when people dehumanize other people by calling them a liberal or a conservative or or a cop right. you know, or a hood rat you right. know, instead of talking about the individual and what that person, how that person amounted to become that person. You know, my old man, my dad's a smart guy, and he used to talk to me a lot about evolution in very broad terms. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like any time when I was a kid, I'd ask, like, hey, why is it this way or why does that person or whatever? He'd always take it back to evolution. Well, evolution, the evolutionary advantage is, yeah. and I think you're absolutely right, that the people who are alive today are the descendants of people who survived because of tribalism. 100%. And I think that there is, there needs to, there, we're probably in the middle of the, of, we don't even realize it, but we're, not even in the middle of. We're at the beginning of a kind of a social evolution that I think has been sparked by the success of the internet yeah. of an of an individual uh, uh, mindset where yeah. we don't have to be tribal anymore. Yeah. I think yeah. probably probably the beginning of that was 1776. That's probably really right. what sparked it. Right. Right. You know, and and that you know we're the we living in the country of the self governed. You know, uh, we don't have to be tribal anymore. Yeah. We can all survive on our own. We yeah. all have individual nuanced opinions. I think you're absolutely right. I think that's an extremely important point. And, and that a thousand percent ties into emotional functioning because you have to have a certain level of hu- intellectual humility and vulnerability to be wrong, right? And yeah. um, we'll go into it a bit later. But those who aren't able to go through the distress of being wrong, aren't able to entertain the idea of other perspectives. And once you learn that, you're absolutely right. And once you learn that, when you look at people and and discover that, hey, that person isn't confident, they just refuse to admit that they're wrong, right. and it's actually a, it's, it's an enormous weakness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You look at absolutely. that person like, man, that person is so, so yeah. weak. They're yeah. so unable to be able to face reality. So 
Excellent. God, man, you're an interesting <laughs> guy. You need to come back more. This yeah, is awesome. I would love to. Man. Okay, let's talk about Peru. Yes, um, sir. So wh- what were you doing? Well, first off, where's Peru? Alicia asked me, and I was like, I don't know where Peru is. I think it's in Alabama. Somewhere in Mexico Asia? or something. <laughs> it's like part of Mexico. No, it's uh, South America Yeah. Um, on the coast, on the Pacific coast. Beautiful, beautiful country. Love every- As a matter of fact, it reminded me a lot of the Philippines. Oh, wow. Um, aside from the Spanish colonialism, which I've come to appreciate. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm getting more and more, finding more and more in common with my brethren in Mexico and uh, Latin America mm-hmm. and such. And um, but before we talk about, well, we were in Peru because there is a human trafficking case. Now, mm-hmm. abductions and human trafficking happens all over the planet. Mm-hmm. To explain why, in particular, this case captured our attention, I gotta walk it back a little bit. Um, I was doing executive protection in Mexico, taking um, executives cross border to various places, and a close friend of mine had a client who needed to do some work down there. And so I just helped them out, you know, set up some infrastructures, set up some overwatch and just made sure that they were good. And um, after 2017, come to find out that his client was a uh, DOD intelligence officer who was involved in the UAP program. UAP. UAP is the Unidentified uh, Anomalous Phenomenon. And Mm. um, that term was discovered or was created by the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. And what it means is what's classically known as UFO, Unidentified Flying Object, right? And the reason why they changed it to UAP and from Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon to Anomalous Phenomenon from UFO is because their observances was that it didn't fit the definition of flying. There was no lift, there was no propulsion, all the data that they captured. A lot of it was kept classified because it's um, sensitive to how they collect data, right? So the sensors, they, they needed to keep that classified so um, other nation states wouldn't know how we run surveillance. And so in 2017, there was a New York Times article that was broke, broken out by uh, Leslie Keene, provided by Luis Elizondo and Chris Mellon. And that's what got us to where we are today with congressional testimonies, where there's one part of the government that's demanding disclosure of the UAP programs. Okay. Hold on. Are, are, yes. are, are we going to like make it till morning or is someone going to come in? <laughs> like, are we hearing things we shouldn't hear? Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So you, I, 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 okay. You were down in Peru yep. because of a missing person. Yes. An abduction thing. Uh, an attempted abduction. An attempted and the abduction. reason why that one captured our attention was the guy that was close to me showed me the evidence that all this stuff is real. Okay, okay. Right. Yeah. So the person who was abducted yeah. is involved with UAPs or what we would probably commonly call UFOs. The person the, the, being the, abducted was reportedly, the, the local folklore proclaimed it to be what's called pelicaras. The pelicaras is their folklore about these things that peel faces. That's what pelicaras means, that they're <laughs> face peelers. There's a lot of cases where carcasses will be found and their skin is just completely, I mean, bleached white skull and the whole night. And, and the missing person, the reason you're down in Peru, he was, what was his relation here now? He, so he, he, he knew about it or he was one? So the uh, reason why we were interested in that case was um, the person that I helped who had a relationship with someone in the program showed me the evidence and we all do jujitsu together. And um, we question reality. We don't know what we don't know after seeing this evidence, right? And so we decided that everybody talks about FAFO, um, mess around and find out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so it's like, I don't know what's real. We got to go find out. 
So you went down to Peru just to find out based on somebody dis- who has disappeared and and knowledge of of possible UFOs or UA- yeah. UAPs. I think. Uh, yeah, UAPs. So the okay. Delicatas. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That now that's a cliffhanger. It gets We're weirder. Finish. It gets weirder. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right. This is Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one. AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right. Hey, Riverside San Bernardino. Even with the Bruin case, the gun grabbers are getting more desperate. Let's face it, all these laws disarm only the people that would use a gun in self-defense. Fight back and do something to defend your Second Amendment rights. Join Inland Empire Gun Owners' Rights now. We're we're growing the 2A community and are getting more pro-2A officials elected. Membership is only $10 a month. So joining is real easy. Just go to iegunowners.com slash join. Okay. We're going to get right back to it, Mike. Okay. Right, so cool. we're talking to Mike Sargo. You're talking about going to Venezuela based on a missing person <laughs> and some, or, I'm sorry, Peru, based on uh, a missing person and uh, um, UFOs, UAPs. Yeah. So, so there's go. this news went international. Daily Mail from the UK has been covering it. Um, they sent an investigator out. They said that it was the illegal gold miners. It's near the Amazon River, and there's people that don't want people to mine gold because it pollutes the river. Um, that's part of what compelled us. I mean, it sounds ridiculous that they would say, like, these gold miners have the money and financing to have these kind of levitating devices that would come down and attempt this abduction. She wasn't actually abducted. There was, the whole village responded and uh, started shooting at these things, and they flew away kind of thing. Like, they got hit. Uh, we, we, we documented all that. We've been going out, collecting evidence, and we have some unexplainable things, probably because we're ignorant to certain physics. But if anybody could look at it and explain it, awesome. But we can't explain it. Anyways, so we considered, okay, it's either Pelicatus or it's not. Pretty simple, right? <laughs> so let's go mess around and find yeah, out. That's how I... That's how I look at the whole world. You yeah. know? Everything <laughs> it's is probably God either. Is <laughs> right? And so we're going to find something out. Um, but it actually gets a little more complex. Um, and with that regards, that's kind of how we gotta, kind of got tied into um, the local gun culture there with uh, firearms trainers and lo- local security forces. Because if it turns out that it's some kind of cartel that is, in fact, trying to use intimidation tactics, which makes zero sense because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure murder in itself is intimidating enough. I don't know why they'd have yeah. to go full Scooby-Doo and dress mm-hmm. up like yeah, really. Green Goblin on levitating <laughs> devices and spook him to leave the village. And it's a remote village. Traditionally, it takes like 10 hours by a riverboat, an Ato Nanai, to get there. Uh, we got a speedboat for like, and we got there in five hours or so. Jeez. But... Um, yeah, we wanted to have access to a quick reaction force if we needed it, if we got in any kind of trouble kind of thing. And if we needed to source guns, we had the capability to source guns locally kind of thing, but we didn't need any of that. But, um, yeah, that'll tie into the local gun culture, which both Mexico and uh, Peru share a commonality in the sense that it's a matter of cost prohibition than legal prohibition. Hmm. But they do it in such a way that it's nearly impossible in certain places for example, in Mexico, you have to fly to an army store to buy your gun. But once you buy it, then there are certain conditions that you can carry it in the home. And then if you need to carry it, it's 
other loopholes. I mean, uh, obstacles you have to jump through. So it's, it's much harder to be a gun owner in Peru. Um, mm, yes, given the economy of the common worker. But but it's a it's a it's a financial yeah thing, that's not it. a not a laws and regulations right so if you're a middle class or upper class you're fine you know it's just a matter of paying the money and doing the exams so like if if California had no gun laws mm-hmm. but a gun was ten thousand bucks that's it then it'd pretty much be banned yeah, yeah. <laughs> right and there, that's okay. essentially what was happening with our CCW process I remember I was like oh god this is getting so cost prohibitive to yeah. do yeah, it is. you know on an annual or semi annual basis right. or, or, every two years yeah every two years thank there you, you. <laughs> my brain's like all over the place is that biannual. Biannuals twice a year or every two years or both. Bi-monthly is what, anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> All right, Mike DeSargo. Okay, yeah. keep going. So so talk more about so what, what are some of the differences and then what, what happened while you were down there? Um, we went down and interviewed the village and it's it's very evident that the entire village is traumatized. They, they shared their side of the story. Um, we all captured the, the interviews and it's going to be released soon. We put forward, her name is Talia. She's a 15-year-old girl. She was essentially going to her backyard where... She was thirsty, and so she wanted to pick some fruit from the tree, right? There's an abundance of food on the planet, and all these wars are fabricated, controlled resources. Anyways, <laughs> so as she's out there and she's picking the fruit, she just notices the leaves are kind of starting to float around, and these things that she describes as humanoids kind of descend and jump off this platform, and they snatch her up, and uh, they grab her arms and legs, and one of the guys starts making a weird paste, and... Did she describe the the guys? Yeah, yeah, they're wearing some wearing some kind of metallic vest and metallic boots that kind of click into this thing. Uh, they press down on it to uh, activate it. Said that but they were humans. So this is an interesting part. They're speaking Peruvian, and she describes one of them speaking like a gringo. And so, um, recollection is a hell of a thing, right? And so we don't know how much has changed in the anecdote and in the story. Because um, it went from what I understand from speaking Spanish, Peruvian, to speaking English, and then I don't know where that started to evolve. But she said that one of them initially was speaking with a Gringo accent. So these guys on on floating platforms tried to abduct her, and then yes. what happened? So they're they go to shove this stuff up her nose, and she starts getting disoriented, and she's trying to fight them off, and she's like jabbing them and pushing the helmet up, and when the guy goes to put his helmet back down, she screams. And uh, another guy, from, when I say village, it's not like National Geographic. It's it actually has infrastructure. They, I think they have Starlink, they have power, um, they, use, they have buildings, and they have some that's not as refined. Anyways, uh, people start responding. They hear her, they come down with shotguns, and the two, we call them humanoids, Humans, we don't know, right? Um, Bipedal right, mammals, right? Possibly, Pro- probably people. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. Aliens need to speak Peruvian. I don't know. Beings, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> but I mean, there's some, and who knows, right? I don't know what I don't know. So, so the villagers started shooting at these. Yeah, people. and they jump on. The, well, the Peruvian one that didn't speak with an accent was trying to get the other guy to leave because <laughs> they kind of screwed up. They were rubbing this thing on her face and. Um, took out this thing and she said she started to smell her skin burn and she could hear the sizzle. Mm. She actually still has a scar on her neck um, where people, that's why they think they're face peelers because it seemed like, uh, oh, they put the cream on her face and it all puffed up 
like it all swole up and started getting numb. Uh, we have the medical documents. There's video that night. Uh, there's a guy named uh, Christian Caleb, who's the one who uploaded it to the internet to get world attention because they're so remote they don't have EMS infrastructure for an emergency like that. Video of what? What is the video show? Uh, it show them chasing the uh, attackers, the attempted abductors. Uh, it doesn't uh, show the attackers, just them chasing? It's like shot on a potato. You know, the, yeah. the resolution's so bad. Um, but and that, Which is part of the reason why I wanted to go there with uh, high-quality cameras and everything in case we captured anything. But they cleared out acres of forest to create a defensive perimeter. Mm-hmm. They described the following months and the exhaustion and a lot of their behavior and the characteristics. It's very much consistent with trauma. For several nights, like the women and the children of the village stayed and the men patrolled. And they had these other drones coming in that they tried to shoot down and they couldn't. They didn't do anything. And it got to the point where they just got so emotionally exhausted. They just did nothing. As a matter of fact, when we were there, the kids were saying, oh, well, there's one of the drones. There's one of the drones. And we all kind of like cops ran after it with the cameras kind of thing. Did and you see a drone? I, we didn't see it. But the thing that was interesting to me is the Apu, or the chief, we were in the middle of interviewing. He was like, yeah, go ahead. And he just sat down. And I, that, that struck me. I was like, why is he not interested? You know, and then it dawned on me. It's like, oh, they're just tapped out. Like this thing, these things come so often. They don't do anything bad and they can't shoot it down. They're powerless. Could you hear it? Um, no. So we were in the middle of documenting an interview and the, there was a soccer field and all the kids were screaming it. And then uh, some of our crew was trying to relay it to us without interrupting the interview. It was like, hey, guys, there's something. They're chasing something out there. It's like, uh, is this worth interrupting the interview to go check out? You know, and by the time we responded, it was probably already gone kind of thing. Um, but uh, so, how, so how did what was the conclusion? How did it how did how, what, what by the time you left Peru? What was what, so, what conclusions did you come to? Something happened. We don't know what happened, but it was enough to traumatize the village. And to what degree? Is it a hoax? Okay, so what are they asking for? What they're desperately asking for, they want more and more journalists to go down there to make more noise to get the proven government to establish EMS infrastructure in case this happens again. Because they're isolated and alone and how long it took her to get to the hospital. Uh, She was diagnosed with PTSD and, you know, uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, we're... That is the... This is... That is the weirdest story I've ever heard, Mike. It gets weirder because <laughs> when right, you really going. think about it, yeah. okay, so everybody's reporting. And, and this is the thing is, okay, maybe she was intoxicated, so she saw something that wasn't there. But the people that responded immediately saw them as well mm. and report the same thing. And everybody that was chasing them all saw the same thing. And it's all this kind of kind of like a hoverboard or a disc or something that they were, so they were like standing flying off. right? And again, this is remote. And so they would have to fly somewhere and then to a boat to get on the river and bail, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so, like, just logistically speaking, locally they all think it's, like, some kind of CIA operation. Like, but the people that we are with were involved in those type of activities, and they, they're ah, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, the lack of operational planning, the, op, the lack of uh, operational security, you know, just the way everything just kind of fumbled out, it's – doesn't reflect any kind of special activities. Did you ever think of giving the people in the village cameras? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, we're we're doing what we can. Um, Our priority was to help her get therapy. Um, and so that was our immediate thing. Was just well, I'm thinking the a cash. camera, so at <laughs> right. least they could capture yes. whatever it is. Yes, yeah. We're we're so we were all self funded, so we're pretty broke. Probably, and uh, probably hundred. And so there's a Insta360 camera that we want to get them. It's kind of like the Google camera. What we want to do, it costs maybe like five grand or something. They have a water tower where you could see the entire village. We want to. 
put it up there. Well, what are those hunting? What are those hunting trail, yeah, yeah, cameras, trail cameras? But it, it's a, it's such a low res camera. Well, the quality so, there is not great. So what? Okay, so are are you are you publishing something or? Yeah the the um, the production team is called the the. The title of it's Into the Phenomenon. All the evidence that we're sharing and disclosing it can be found on YouTube. Um, getting picked up by investors, hopefully, so we can continue all this and just try to put things out that are evidential in nature. Um, anything what's that, that capture what's that show on, was it a history channel, Ancient, Ancient Aliens? <laughs> uh, it's probably more like Unidentified. I'd, I'd really recommend uh, looking up Unidentified. But I'm, no, I'm yeah. just saying those yeah. people should pick up your story. That would be cool. Yeah. To some degree, we just like to retain some level of credibility. <laughs> okay, well then, so, yeah. how about Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, a, <laughs> there you go. He's got a new show. Hey, Ghostbusters! Yeah. He, he what about the off. dude from Blink One Eighty Two? I heard that Tom Delonge. Was, yeah, right. He was. There you he, go. he was actually looped in with. Well, uh, I think what you got to do is get a presentation together, and then if you showed it to him, it would. Uh, that our apprehension is that there is a part of the government that is providing disinformation, and so we're trying to stay really? away from the United States as much really? as possible. Hundred percent. Government doing disinformation, right? Who would have thought? Yeah, I don't I want to say all of that. I think we should take a break. Yeah. This is Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owner Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. <clears throat> hey, help Orange County gun owners get the people, the right people elected in Orange County. People that will stand up and protect your gun rights. How? By becoming a member today. Go to ocgunowners.com slash join. Now is the time to join the growing number of gun owners who care and want to protect our Second Amendment right. Go to ocgunowners.com slash join and become a member today. All right, winners, prizes, and events. Subscribe and win. Subscribe to our email list and win some swag. This week's winner is... Bonnie Heppard. I did not realize that. Yeah. Russell, did you realize that? No, I did not realize that. Russell didn't realize that. Bonnie, all you got to do is email prizes at gunownersradio.com to claim your T-shirt or your hat. Just let us know what size and where to send it. We'll get you all squared away. Thank you so much, Bonnie. If you want to win some cool prizes or at least be entered to to the possibility of winning prizes, uh, prizes <laughs> blah, 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 subscribe and win by going to gunownersradio.com. Sign up for our email. Uh, you'll you'll be uh, in the know on everything Gun Owners Radio related, including the San Diego Gun Show that's coming up March second and third, and uh, it's uh, it's going to be really exciting. We have a, a lot of cool uh, things to offer, a lot of cool uh, things to show you. It's going to be at the Legacy Center on the south side of the eight in Mission Valley. If you've never been to the Legacy Center, it's beautiful, nice new modern facility, nice and big. It's a huge upgrade. To the gun show, I think this is going to be the most exciting gun show that you've ever been to here in San Diego. I think it's an upgrade even from the Del Mar grounds. I think so. I really do. Yeah. I think the whole program is is in depth mm-hmm. and in a uh, upgraded venue. 
Let's put and it that it'll way. it'll smell better. It'll smell a whole lot better. <laughs> That's the goal. It'll smell a whole lot better. That's the key. Um, so what are we going to do there? All right. Well, the gun show, we're going to have guns. We're going to have a lot more guns than we had at the last gun show. We're going to have ammo for sale, all kinds of different accessories and gear, clothes, and all kinds of cool stuff. I'm working on a, <laughs> uh, I'm working on a, a watch vendor. I'm going to get a watch <laughs> person out there, maybe a cigar person. Yeah. There you go. I might have some connections. <clears throat> Do you? Yeah. I think it'd be cool. Listen, we're, we're trying to make this thing very, very gun, but we're also want to make this thing very, very interesting. Um, so we want to make it uh, have a lot of cool gun stuff, but then have a lot of other cool stuff. I don't want any sensey or liberty tobacco. Uh, yeah. Tobacco. Sure. Well, that's one of the. You'll see. We'll see. Oh, we'll right. see who yeah. wants to. You can't tell us. Well, we don't know yet. So we're going to have a symposium, which is going to be full of awesome speakers, great prizes, and cool giveaways every day, Saturday and Sunday. We're going to have speakers, um, some teaching classes, some giving information, all kinds of cool stuff. A lot of people. Getting on board? We're getting there. So Saturday night, we're going to have movie night. Um, due to licensing restrictions, we're not allowed to tell you what movie, but it rhymes with Schmed Schmon. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a documentary on Wolverines. Are we gonna have that? Are we gonna <laughs> it's have a Wolverine documentary. We That's what we're going to start saying. On Saturday night, we're going to show a really cool Wolverine documentary. on Wolverines. I like that. Yeah. Have we got any food? Yeah, we got all kinds of food. There's going to be food at the gun show slash symposium. We'll have food for purchase at the uh, at the uh, at the movie. What kind It'll of be food? very cool. I don't know the burger place. I don't know. Like who? Bring like the burger guy. Chicken nuggets. Who who's going to make their decision to go to the gun show based on what food we're serving? Dave. Because <laughs> if it's foo foo, we'll, we'll get you chicken nuggets. I promise. A burger. I'm sure we'll have burgers and hot dogs. Hot dog. Yeah. Pizza. Hot dog. Boiled hot dogs. I'll be all over that. There's going to be deals on training. Um, there's going to be a VIP room. Now, what does that mean, deals on training? Well, it means you're going to be able to purchase discounted training with San Diego's top instructors. Uh, it'll be a good opportunity for you to try a trainer that you've maybe never tried before. Or maybe it's a good opportunity for you to try training and you've never tried that before. We really want to open this up to everybody, and we want to introduce the entire San Diego community to the San Diego gun community. Um, we don't want any differences between. We don't want any daylight between the San Diego community and the gun community. I want San Diego to be known for surfing, Mexican food, beer, hot rods, and guns. Mm, what about hot rods and jeeps? Are San Diego known for hot rods, <laughs> dude? All right. This is it. I didn't know that. Uh, we have a really cool lowrider community here. So don't tell him that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> speaking speaking of the surf, did you guys see the waves this yeah, week? Yeah, My were, goodness, they were not actually. That's insane. They're bigger in Peru. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we before we move off, what we want you to do is go to gunownersradio.com and subscribe so you can get more information. There's also a Zoom information session to learn how to sponsor, exhibit, or volunteer. Go to gunownersradio.com slash gunshowinfo. We're really going to be pushing this thing. I, I don't know tell. if you can tell. <laughs> yeah. We need this thing Excited. to be a success. For, so for the first quarter, quarter of 2024, we are going to be talking a lot about this gun show. Mm-hmm. Uh, very frank, all the people listening to this, if you can hear my voice right now, the success of this gun show is on your shoulders. So if you think that an expanded gun show with a symposium and a movie night and all kinds of cool stuff, if you think that's an important thing for the community, then we need you to, we need you to sign up. Bring a sleeping bag. Just stay. Just stay over. That'd be a cool idea. Yeah. A little sleepover. Yeah. Gun show sleepover. 
We've got the movie. Bring popcorn. We, we can have a pillow bag. fight. <laughs> do each other's hair. What do you say, Dave? You and I do each other's hair? Uh, no. No. That's not going to happen. <laughs> but I'll bring my jammies if you bring yours. <laughs> I'm definitely going to bring my jammies for I sure. I want the ones with little teddy bears on them. <clears throat> it would be horrible if I didn't bring my jammies. Oh, that would be. Lord. No, that would not be yeah, a good thing. So. Um, we have Mike DeSargo here in the studio. Yeah, yeah. That was an interesting story, man. No, it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's sad and unfortunate. So when are you going back? Um, that's yet to be seen. You know, we're, we're trying to Funding. recover the finances and raise funds. Yeah. And so, you know, if anybody Googles Pelicadas Peru, uh, you'll see a Daily Mail article, and that'll lead to our production. You want to try that a little slower where normal people can understand what you yeah. say? Yeah. <laughs> Pelicadas? Uh, Pelicadas. P-E-L-E-C-R-A-S. Um, Daily Mail Peru. They uh, publish all our findings on there and update it with everything. Um, It's all published, but, you know, it raises the question, what organization has this kind of technology Technology. and money to be able to hire engineers because it was quiet? And And and, and to what end, right? Why is my question. Do Do you have a theory? Um, we have some working ideas. I mean, why the face or why the neck and why a 15-year-old girl in the middle of nowhere? You know, and do they go after mainly young kids? Don't, I mean, there was, uh, as know. far as, uh, we don't know if it's even correlated with the Pilicata phenomenon. You know, um, okay. pe- the, the local folklore, that's the best they had. You know, the law enforcement, the best they had was maybe it's gold miners, the cartel that has these jetpacks. Hey, something. forgive me, just a quick geography lesson. Peru is on the west side. Yes, correct. Pacific Coast, yeah. yeah. But so the Amazon doesn't run through Peru, does it? Does. It? it does. It does run through It Peru. goes through uh, Peru to uh, Brazil and Colombia. Oh, so it starts in Peru. And then uh, it goes splits th- in Peru, I believe. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right where we're at, it's right where it's split from the Amazon River to uh, Alto Nanay. So what do you think the Amazon River, the Amazon has anything to do? Well, he was talking a lot about the Amazon River. I was confused. Yeah. But I guess, so it starts there and runs into Brazil, right? It's not the other way around. It doesn't start in Brazil and run into Peru. And, but it's that all seemed, and it's all confident. based around the, the Amazon River, though? It's all yeah. very – Yeah. It, it, the interesting thing is the reports of these sightings from different villages actually follows that river path. The leech will have different it for countries. you in a minute. How about yeah. that? Yeah. He's already yeah. looking. Super like, that's a clue. That's a data point. Right, right. It's Scooby-Doo. The uh, Pelicata was the Apu the whole time. So what do you think about it? Is this just kind of an – I don't know. Like, How, how long has it been going on? Don't mind my interruption. For, some while, for a little while. This case happened in July during the summer. Um, I mean, if the, if the villagers said that this has been going on for oh, that particular years and village years and years? Or? Is the Pintayaku, uh, San Antonio de Pintayaku. That just happened to them. Okay. But the surrounding villages that follow the river direction, it's, it's it. still happening. Uh, they're, they're still having sightings. They're still having things like, happen. Like, is this an interesting, is this like an interesting kind of hobby? Or are you like, holy crap, I think we're onto something? Well, it's not so much that for me personally. It's more that we don't know what we don't know because well, this could be a paradigm. Goal? What's shifting. your end goal? Yeah, yeah, what are you looking goal? for? That's a good question. So it profoundly lead, led me into consciousness, which correlates with training, you know, and it correlates with your quality of life and your mental health and your emotional functioning. All of that stuff. There's this whole paradigm as to why do the warriors of the past integrate prayer or meditation as part of their training regiment? You know, mm-hmm. what what is it that they found valuable with it that we no longer find value in? Mm-hmm. You know, and why is that? And uh, we're actually seeing things circle back. But uh, there's a guy named uh, Ernie uh, Hernandez who has this book, Contact Modalities, and it's all correlated and all comes down to consciousness. All right. All right. Let's talk about SB2 when we get back. Yeah. We're not done with this 
No, we got to well, we got to talk about SB two. No, the like, Amazon I'm, River, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Northern half, northern portion of Peru flows west to east. That's the right idea. I didn't have to. I got it right. West to east. <laughs> I'm the one that just got that right. <laughs> this is Gunner Radio. Write that down. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Of the Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Not Me is for women, by women, and is designed to help women with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It is totally free. If you're a woman or you know a woman who needs help, have her sign up and we'll give her the help she needs. Just go to notmesd.org, notmesd.org. Or, you know, Bob Siegel's not in tonight. Bob Siegel's not in the house. Let's do a food show. Okay. What is he not? He's gonna have a show on. Well, they're gonna have a tape show. We'll just eighty six that. We'll just do food. We should do it. Wouldn't it be spaghetti fun? and we'll revolt. We'll talk about yeah. we'll food. Get, you hear that, Brendan? <laughs> Loud and clear. I'll, I'll uh, just I'll let Bob know. Food yeah, hour. Yeah. Oh yeah, let Bob know. That'd be the. He'll be down here in twenty minutes. What do you mean? <laughs> we'll call the show Food Hour. Yeah. But it'll be food comma O U R. Oh, I like that. It's so deep. Come up with a new intro. Okay, let's talk about SB2. <clears throat> okay, so let's let's SB2 is Senate Bill 2 and it is uh let me give you the whole story. Um so SB2, let's kind of start from the beginning here. Um the Bruin case out of New York said, "Hey, you know what? And we're going to we're going to do this in plain language mm-hmm. so that so that everybody can understand exactly what's going on. It's not going to be a lot of legalese here." The Bruin decision went to the Supreme Court. The Bruin case went to the Supreme Court. They had a very similar CCW scam, uh, you know, and as far as getting your CCW in New York that we do here in California. You had to have, you had to prove, you know, good cause. So went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said no more of that. You can't have these subjective creative writing contests <laughs> in order to get a CCW. So that completely wiped out the you know good cause. Now, meanwhile, back in California, most counties, almost every county was issuing, including L.A. at the time. Um, they were kind of you know they were saying yeah write thirteen sentences uh, and that'll be your good cause and pretty much whatever you write is you know good to go. San Diego was issuing, Riverside was issuing, um, Orange was issuing, San Bernardino, even at the time Vill- Villanueva, the sheriff, was issuing mm-hmm. in L.A. You know, San Francisco wasn't issuing, uh, but most other counties were issuing. We'd pretty much gotten past the good cause uh, hurdle. And that was a lot of hard work. There was a lot of work. By, it didn't just happen. That didn't just happen. That was activists in, in across the state in every county, activists in San Diego who beat up on the sheriff and said, look, this is important. You better do it. And he, and he did it. Uh, that was Gore. He did it. And thank you so much, Sheriff Gore, for changing your mind, having the, 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 um, the, the wisdom and the courage to change your mind. Um, Riverside voted Sniff out, Sheriff Sniff, who was horrible, voted him out and and got uh, one of the best elected officials I have ever met and that's Chad Bianco fantastic Dan or Don Barnes up in orange on and on and on this was activism 
This didn't just happen. The people sitting around complaining didn't get this done. The people on the ground got this done. So we'd pretty much gotten past good cause. That wasn't a hurdle for very many people anymore. But the Bruin case completely wiped it out. Well, Newsom had a fit. But he didn't just have a fit based on the Bruin case and CCWs. It was really an abortion case out of Texas that he had a fit about. Um, uh, they basically, um, uh, what the Supreme Court, I, I'm not going to get way too into that case, but the Supreme Court basically said, yeah, you can put a lot more restrictions on abortion than, than currently uh, there is. They basically turned it over to the states. They said this isn't a federal thing. States, you can pretty much do whatever you want. If you're in a state that wants to you know, heavily restrict, you can do that. If you're a state that doesn't want to heavily restrict, you can do that. He threw a fit about that and took it out on gun owners. He basically said, look, right wing conservatives, Republicans, whatever you want to label them, Governor Newsom said, look, you guys, one of your sacred cows is the Second Amendment, so we're going to do to the Second Amendment what you're doing to abortion. That was, I'm paraphrasing, that's basically what he said and what he was doing. So he went after guns. He went after guns in California, and uh, the biggest thing was this SB2. He said, okay, well, if we, if we have to issue permits, then we're going to heavily restrict where you can carry, even if you have a permit. And they tried to do it in 2022, um, but didn't have the votes because they, they tried to do this emergency order, which meant that you, you, you had to have uh, a lot more votes um, in the legislature than you do if you just do it through the normal legislature uh, uh, process, legislative process. So in 2023, SB2, bam, they got the votes. And there are a lot of parts to SB2. Um, they centralize the uh, the process, basically. So they decide what gets taught and who gets to teach it. They added uh, a mental health component, which meant that they had to talk more. Basically, you have to talk more about mental health and how to how to recognize it, I guess is maybe the best way to put it. Um, they did, uh, uh, they talked about, uh, they doubled the training requirements. So rather than eight hours to re- to get your initial, now it's 16 hours. Rather than four hours to get a renewal, now it's eight hours. So there are a lot of little, little pieces to SB2, but the big 900-pound gorilla was that they, in essence, made every place um, outside of your home a sensitive area. I mean, there really isn't much left. Right. Um, medical facilities, right? Any kind of medical facilities. I mean, it could be your your you know lens crafter, your eye doctor or whatever. And the parking lot. Dentist and the parking lot combined. Mm-hmm. Any kind of medical, like anything that even touches medical, um, uh, you know, any kind of retail store, any kind of grocery store, any kind of... Uh, House of worship, you know, whether it's a synagogue or a, a church or, or a temple, whatever. Why don't you just tell us the areas you can go? You, your home. Your your car when you're not in a parking lot. And that's it. Your home is really it. Now, now here's one big exception, which isn't an exception at all. Mm-hmm. Is they said, all right, if you if if a place of business posts a California DOJ approved sign that says you can carry here, then it's okay to carry there. And that was that's pretty much the only exception. But think I mean, of that from a business perspective. What what business is going to take that liability? I I hope there are. But. E- even deeper, even deeper than that, it smacks of the type of Jim Crow racism. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all seen. You know, the 1950s, the 1960s, when there were signs up that said whites only. Yep. There were signs up that said you know uh, whites only uh, bathroom, whites only drinking fountain. It is not hyperbole 
Um, it is not an exaggeration in any way to say that it is the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. And, you know, for trying to exercise and practice a civil right like self-defense by carrying the most effective self-defense tool ever invented and, and having a sign-up that's, you know, a political statement, making a private business make it, or, a, or a church or a medical whatever make a political statement like you pointed out, Alicia, that, you know, hey, it's okay, you know, to support the Second Amendment here is uh, is exactly what, what the judge uh, said last week when he gave his decision and put an injunction on this. It is repugnant. It is absolutely repugnant. And it is a such a, a horrible violation. It is no different than uh, the Jim Crow laws against uh, blacks in America. It is no different than you know the uh, the incarceration laws against people of Japanese heritage in the '40s. It is no different than when uh, you know the the abuse that Irish immigrants faced when they came to the East Coast through Ellis Island, through you know Italian immigrants. It's no different. It's no different than you know the country clubs and different social places. Um, that were that were legally allowed to discriminate against Jews for their beliefs. It is no different. It is discrimination, um, and it's again based on a civil right. And and you know, time and time again, uh, you know, this happens, and then we got to fight. It doesn't just disappear on its own. We got to fight it. So he passed SB two. It 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 passed. He signed it into law. He had a, a, a celebration of a of a press conference when he signed it into law. And then at the last minute, you know, in the in December, just a few weeks ago, is when they first started talking about how they were even going to implement it. Um, they tried to wipe out all the CCW instructors. We're still working on that. Uh, Kelly Martinez, the sheriff here in San Diego, basically said nothing changes in 2024, that the California DOJ's got to get all their stuff in one sock because this is not acceptable. Um, and, and we're so glad that she did that. But uh, last week, the, uh, Judge Carney, um, he put an injunction, which meant that he stopped the enforcement of the sensitive areas piece. He said, this is not going to be enforced. That this sensitive areas thing, if you have a CCW, you can carry everywhere you could before. This SB2 thing is not going to fly. And he didn't mince words. He was he was harsh. Very hard. Again, and it was the word wonderful. repugnant. It was an excellent, excellent thing. And we thought, great, this is all, this is good to go. Saturday, the Ninth Circuit um, said, hey, you know what? We're going to, we're, we're not going to honor this injunction. So the judge said that, you know, not to enforce this thing, we're overruling that. We're overruling that. And we're going to give the whole thing to another committee. It's called the Merits Committee. And really what it is supposed to do is it's supposed to evaluate this thing kind of unemotionally, unpolitically, and say, hey, is this the type of thing uh, that, that there should be an injunction on? Or, you know, is this is this normal? Is this, you know, within the rules? And if if they're if they have any kind of of uh, any kind of uh, if they're true to their word, you know, um, and they do what they're supposed to do as judges, they will quickly say, you know what, this injunction needs to stay. This thing needs to to be. We we need to not enforce this until it works its way through the court because it is such an extreme difference, and it's not like. You know, uh, it's not like the law, how do I put this? It's not like it is introducing something dangerous. 
um, you know, um, it, what it's doing is it's saying, hey, everything needs to stay how it is until we determine what we want to do is legal. Okay, so it's not like it's it's forcing us to do something or forcing something on, on us. Uh, it's completely different from that. So the bad news is, come tomorrow, come tonight at midnight, SB2 is completely and 100% fully in effect, which means that uh, you have to be aware. We're sending out an email um, so that you know where you can and can't carry. But in essence, it's almost impossible to carry anywhere. Um, so be aware. But this is nowhere near the end of the fight. Not even close. So 2024, your New Year's resolution, get involved. Whatever you did last year, do twice as much this year. If you gave us 10 bucks last year, give us 100 bucks this year. If you volunteered once last year, volunteer twice this year. And if it's not us, it's got to be somebody. But you can't just sit there any longer. This is a huge violation, and we're going to win, but we need your help. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, a lot of companies waste an enormous amount of money in marketing. The design is excellent, the photos are beautiful, and your website looks great but it's just not getting customers. Why? Because you don't have the words that make people buy. But now you can fix that with SageTree. SageTree can help you find the words that make it easy for your customers to understand what to do and how to buy from you. So stop wasting your money today and schedule a call. Getting started is real easy. Visit SageTree.com and click on the schedule an appointment button at SageTree.com and click on that schedule a uh, call, and they'll get right to you. So there's a lot of work to be done in 2024. The emphasis, obviously, you know, what can you, what can you do for the lawsuits? You know, the reality is the lawsuits, you can read about them, but that's not really activism. You know, the only thing at this point you can do is, um, you know, stay within the law, um, but uh, uh, the uh, support the groups that, that are filing the lawsuits. Um, you know, become a member, make a donation, do what you can. Um, but the other, th- there's a whole other piece of this. You know, we can't just rely on lawsuits. Uh, you know, re- lawsuits are, you know, it's like ten thousand pounds of cure. You know, where activism is is the ounce of prevention. So this year, some of the highlights that we're going to be focusing are the gun shows, and there are gun shows in Orange County, there are gun shows in uh, San Bernardino slash uh, Riverside, and now there are gun shows in San Diego. So uh, participate, go to the gun shows. You know, mark your calendar. Um, show up, volunteer, buy a ticket, all the above, whatever you can do, but don't do none of the above. The uh, We're going to have Gun Prom. Gun Prom is going to come up in, in October. Um, gun Prom is going to be a lot of fun down here in San Diego. It looks like it's going to be in the Carlsbad area at the Omni. It's going to be a lot of fun. But we'll announce that in full uh, later this year, I promise. And uh, But another big thing that's happening is we have an election in March. And then we have an election in November. And both are important, but there's a whole lot more going on in November than there is in March. March, for the first time ever, San Diego County Gun Owners is going to endorse Central Committee members uh, for the Republican Party. Now, the Central Committee is basically, it's about 50, 60 people in San Diego who are elected. They've been on your ballot. You may or may not have voted for them, but they've been on your ballot. 
Um, and they're the ones that, that decide who gets endorsed by the Republican Party, how the money's spent. They decide a lot of things um, when it comes to the Republican Party. And for the first time ever, we are going to endorse uh, a group of, of uh, Central Committee members or candidates to make it to the Central Committee. Extremely important. Uh, it's extremely important. There are too many times that the Republican Party has not honored the Second Amendment candidate. And I got to tell you, if we, if we, you know, as as much talk as the Republican Party gives, you know what I mean? If we can't rely on them, I mean, come on. And frankly, for the last, uh, I don't know how many years, right? last few decades, we haven't been able to rely on them. So... Uh, Sandy, you county gun owners endorsing central committee members is our first step to making sure that we can always rely on the Republican Party. So we don't get stabbed in the back when we're trying to convince the Democrat Party um, that self-defense is important. Um, because frankly, we've been stabbed in the back way too many times by the Republican Party. So what do we do? Do we complain and cry and whine? No, we get involved. So that's how we're getting involved. We're going to endorse, uh, Repo- or uh, yes, Republican Party, central, central committee Republican Party folks. So. You know, last year was a good year in a lot of ways. We built up the organization. Um, even though it was a tough economy, we got a lot of things done. We increased the amount of CCWs being issued by endorsing and getting the right person elected. She increased it from about 150, 200 a month to over 700 a month. That is a very important thing. The simple act of getting her elected was a very important thing. And this November, we have a, a few very, very important candidates that we're definitely going to need your help with. Um, but that the uh, endorsement list should be out in January, and there should be, like I said, a list, a small list in March, and then a big list for November. It won't be. We'll, we'll endorse some more by the time November rolls around. Um, same with Orange County. Same with Inland Empire. We're going to have an endorsement list uh, coming up. But need need everybody to get involved. Need you to commit. That should be your New Year's resolution. Dave, you got a New Year's resolution, man? Since sincerely, have you thought of one? Um, actually, you're right. Getting what? more involved. Yeah. With San Diego County Gun Owners <clears throat> Automotive Museum. Oh, nice. I was gonna say, man, you've 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 been so you've been such a cool part of San Diego County Gun Owners. Well and, and Gun Owners Radio. Because you're doing the right thing. Well, thank you. And if and if everybody would just I mean, because it doesn't take a lot to get involved. And every time you go, like when like last year I didn't do as well coming to the since I'm a ten ringer. I don't even know I'm a team. Hey, you didn't come to any of the... I know. Well, I'm coming to the one on, <laughs> on the, the 11th? 11th. Good. Yeah. You got that email? Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, good. I think I got it on my phone. Yeah, that'll be nice. We're gonna. Have, so if you're a 10 ring member, you're going to get to come to uh, on the 11th. Well, talk a, about the benefit of being a 10 ringer because nobody realizes what you get for being... I mean, what is it, $100 a month? Well, it's $100 a month or $1,000 a year. Um, the, so the benefits are spelled out on the join page. If you go to sandygoconeygetowners.com slash join... But what some of the things you get is every other month, every even number, we go shoot sporting clays, which is fun, out in Lemon Grove, Run and Gun. Um, every odd number month, January, we have a, uh, a mixer, um, and we get a speaker. We had Last year we had some candidates come. We had a, 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 a dev group Cohen. guy. We Steve had Steve Cohen, Steve Cohen come and talk. awesome. Steve Cohen, a legend in journalism. So we try to get very interesting people to come and talk, not necessarily about guns, but they all, all pretty much talk about guns. The dev group guy, was the SEAL Team 6 guy, was extremely interesting. Who we have on the 11th? 
On the 11th, it is uh, everybody, all the Republican candidates who are running for Congress in the against Mike Levin. I believe that's the 49th district. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm okay. sorry. All of them are going to come, and it's going to be a uh, an intimate discussion. Q&A. Q&A uh, discussion. It's not going to be some stupid debate. I told them. I said, look, yeah. I, I don't want a bunch. Of, leave the platitudes yeah. and the bumper stickers and the slights and the gotchas. Leave it at the door. Mm-hmm. We're going to have an adult conversation. We really want to get to know you. We want to get to know your views yeah. uh, so that people can really make a, a good decision. Um, and I think that's important. I think uh, improving at the butcher shop. Politi- it, yeah, exactly. Politi- but don't just show up at the butcher shop, please. <laughs> you have to be a tendering member. Um, yeah, and you have well, yeah. to uh, RSVP because we will check. We, we we have to check. So, but that's one of the one of the benefits of being a ten ring member. But I got to tell you, the the thing about being a ten ring member is that's the amount of help you are giving us is huge, and the vast majority of ten ring members are they're just like, hey, you know what? This is the financial level mm-hmm. I am able to support you on, and, and you can do it by let them take it out of your credit card every month. You don't have to write a check. You don't even know it's gone. Right. And it, it's the easiest thing. The hardest problem I have with it is I forget. <laughs> what? To no, the, to go see, to the events no, and stuff? Yeah, but I forget yeah. to go to the events. <laughs> well, it's – and, you know, I, I used to – we we do provide a lot of things, but it's not about the things. And no, it's – I was just going to say, it's really not. It's about – because here's the thing. If we sit on our laurels and we don't do anything yeah. and then they – and the other side succeeds – then everybody's going to start crying. Yeah. Well, you took away. Well, no, you had an opportunity. Right. Don't don't waste your an opportunity. Like I tell people, you, everybody's got to give back penny to a million, but you got to give back. You can't just sit there and expect Mike to do it or Alicia to do it or this guy from Peru. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, I think it was like year two, someone joined, they became a 10 ring member and we had just gotten polo shirts and I thought, well, gee, I'll, I'll give him a free polo shirt just to say thanks. And I called, talked to him on the phone, you know, welcomed him and thanked him and everything. Like I said, it was like year two. We'd only been yeah. around for like a year and a half. And I said, hey, what's that shirt you wear? He was like, oh, extra, wait, why? And I said, well, we just got these polo shirts and I just want to say thanks, uh, you know, and send you a, a polo shirt. And he goes, I don't want a polo shirt. Keep the polo shirt. I'm giving you $1,000. I want you to go do good things with it. Yeah. And I was exactly. like, wow, okay. Well, but that just shows the, the kindness that you you portray <laughs> from your side of it, too. Well, I hope so. Yeah. I like to be kind. Well, so, otherwise. Alicia, what do you got? New Year's resolution. Yeah, what are you coming up with? Oh, don't put me on the spot. You're on the spot. You're on the spot. Well, you know, I don't know. What would you know? like to improve? Oh. You know, I'm going to have to take a pass for a minute and come back pass? to me. Right, yeah, we'll come yeah, back yeah. To we'll go to well, Mike and come back. Mike just getting more involved. Because well, you're not I, involved I, in enough things. I almost think I want to go the other way. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> you don't have enough things. I mean, you're a master gardener. You're an instructor. It really is. You do weird parties. We with do weird, weird things with spam. I mean, you got you got school. You got. I mean, there's things you, you probably do we don't even know. Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't want to know. Mike, what's yours? You got a New Year's resolution? Yeah. Um, Going back to Peru. Eventually, no. Definitive plans yet, but uh, primarily work on cultivating, developing myself so I could be better capable of serving. I'm already there. Oh, wow. What does that look like? Uh, Cultivating my health, my finances, advancing my skills, advancing my meditation practice to have better clarity of thought, Um, getting back into National Registry with uh, EMT and studying Adobe Video Shop, all the different 
skill sets that might help. Be uh, chill with a police and, officer. <laughs> you know who you know who he reminds me of. I, this conversation reminds me of. Remember the two guys we had in the OG pumpkin guy. There was yes. uh, Benji, yep. Benji and, and Angel, oh, yeah. and both these guys. Benji grew up and he was kind of a uh, in high school. He was kind of a uh, a uh, I don't know, kind of a misfit, he, alcoholic, and you know was didn't look like he was going anywhere in life. Uh, went into the Marine Corps, went Marsoc, and now he's like this outstanding oh, yeah. awesome. guy. Angel, uh, he was a uh, he was a gang member. Yeah, he was a, he gang. was a violent mm-hmm. gang member, yeah. and he joined the army and got into That's he was right. he was a ranger and uh, turned his life around. It's amazing how many ga- gang related or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you guys are some of the best people <laughs> in the world, you know, some of the people that have this rough upbringing. Like, they get resilient. Yeah. 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 What do you credit that to? Uh, there's a few things actually. That's what I've committed Inter- quite a bit of study. What into. internally? I know you said your your buddy who was a cop who yeah. really brought you mm-hmm. on. That's awesome and and a big big thanks to that guy. What do you credit to internally? What internally do you credit that to? What what characteristic or it, about it, yourself? It just came down to it, but um, spite to be nothing like my father. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, wow. so I've never brought that into my conscious awareness but yeah. you know he was a violent abusive guy so i wanted to be the opposite of that that's probably what drove me to do good regardless of what society and conditions threw at me well mike one out so. there you, you've done an amazing job my friend congratulations well, I, I appreciate it i told you i got eight mothers and three fathers okay and that's just the tip of the iceberg and i swore i would never be like that. you on the other hand <laughs> Idolize your dad. Ah, oh, he's a great guy, and, he and really I'm is. envious of that, and I'm sure he is too. Hundred percent. Because to not happen when you call it, when you say, "Hey, I'm gone for two or three shows," where are you going? Well, me and my dad are going, on, going a on a road trip. Wouldn't it be nice if we could have done that yeah. with our dad? Yeah. Well, you know, they, uh, Mark Twain said something like, "He said when I was 13, I couldn't figure out why my dad was so stupid, and then when I was 20, I couldn't figure out how he learned so much in seven years." <laughs> well, there's that too. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot to be said for what you don't have, yeah. and then we strive for what we don't have by yeah. knowing we're going to do things that'll make our lives better, and hopefully the people around us. Yeah. And if things didn't happen the way they did, we wouldn't talk about making a mix well, spam. So how do, how do people <laughs> help you go back to Peru? I got to hear the rest of the story. Uh, we're we're looking group, for funding, website. investors. Oh yeah, uh, it's. Um, 5MEO Productions. You could Google that or Into the Phenomenon on YouTube. 5MEO Productions. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So thank you. Appreciate that. Well, yeah. I mean, otherwise, you're not going to go. We're not going to hear the rest of the story, <laughs> and I'm going to be bummed. All right. Well, speaking of my old man, next we're going to have a downstream product of my old man. Yes, we are. <laughs> Sam the Gunman. Well, you know who Sam is. Yeah. Smartest. My nephew. Yeah. Get on the planet right here on Gun Owners Radio <laughs> FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, you're a gun owner, and if you ever uh, need to use your gun to protect yourself or your loved ones, you need legal protection. Even if you do everything right, even if you're 100% justified, 
you should be prepared for the legal battle after your self-defense battle. We've uh, seen it right here in San Diego with an innocent man who showed his firearm to discourage a violent attacker, and he had to spend thousands of dollars in legal fees to restore his freedom and rights. That's why you need firearms legal protection. When you join, you get uncapped legal protection for self-defense, for civil or criminal cases with a 24-7 hotline. Joining is real easy. Just go to firearmslegal.com and click on Become a Member. Use code G-O-R for a discount. Enjoy the peace of mind knowing that you are protected. If you are ever involved in a self-defense incident, firearmslegal.com and use discount code G-O-R. All right, everybody's favorite segment, Stump My Nephew. Sam the Gunman is my nephew, and we found out years ago he's really good at gun trivia. So if you send us a question that has to do about, with guns, we read it on the air. You'll get a hat or a shirt. If you stump my nephew, you'll get some kind of cool special prize, which will probably be gun symposium related or might be gun prom related. We'll see. Uh, maybe it'll, get, it'll be a trip to Peru. Maybe. <laughs> Mike DeSargo. That'd be cool. Come along with us. Sidekick. <laughs> uh, okay, Sam, you there? Yeah, how are you guys? Good, man. How are you? Can't complain. Can't oh, complain. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve to you as well. You're closer to 2024 than we are, aren't you? That is true. All right, my friend. Okay, you ready for the question? Sure, let's have it. Hey, Sam, Mike DeSargo here. It's so good to talk to you again. Got the question from James from Phoenix who asks, what American gun was copied by the Chinese Type 36? And, and Phoenix is a real place, by the way. Uh, yeah, I know Phoenix is a real place. Uh, thank you, Mike, for reading the question, and thank you, James, from Phoenix, for writing it in. Um, what American gun was copied by the, what did you say, the Chinese Type 36? Correct. He might have me with this one. This is Ooh. tough. Um, so I, I know uh, that a, a handful of American firearms um, and and other countries' firearms were copied by um, China and some other East Asian countries um, during the Cold War in an attempt to uh, kickstart arms manufacturing there. And even beforehand, uh, I mean, there's there's been this sort of cottage industry of um, Chinese copies of Western firearms going back all the way at least as early as the 1910s, 1920s. Um, so what what American firearm was copied by the Type 36? I can't speak to this one specifically, but my instinct tells me that it's going to be the 1911. What's my favorite? I was about to say, yeah. Oh well, that, then you've given it away because his favorite <laughs> gun is the M3 grease gun. <laughs> there it is. I just had to help because it's uh, New Year's. Uh, out of curiosity, do you know what the M36 is? Um, M36. Yeah, the Chinese M36. No. Oh, okay. It's, it's that one other. that looks like the grease gun. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. It's another name for the Type 36. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I just had to do that, Sam, because, I mean, you know, it's the end of the year, and I wanted to wish you a happy new year. Yeah, it feels a little unfair, but I appreciate it anyway. <laughs> the, the Type 36, a.k.a. M36, was identical to the American M3A1, which is also known as the grease gun. The grease gun was developed during World War II as a cheap version of the Thompson. Uh, the firearm was never produced on a large scale because the factory was taken over by the Chinese Communist forces in the late 1940s. Production continued in 1950 in Taiwan, uh, but in 9 millimeter parabellum. That's interesting. 
Boy, the commies, they really hate guns, don't they? Totally. At least that's how, at least that's how it is here in California. <laughs> well, if you, if you had to pick, um, if you had to pick a gun to, uh, to, to copy and, and produce locally, then at that time period, the M3A1 is not a bad choice. It's very simple to make, provided you have the machinery to do it. Um, it's all pretty much stamped steel. So if, if you've got hydraulic presses and, and the dies to stamp out the steel and the jigs to fold them into the right shape, you've got some tube stock, you can make barrels, and you've got you know drill presses and lathes, relatively simple equipment, then you can turn out an arbitrarily large number of M3s. All very true. See what I mean? Mike, how, how smart is this kid, right? That's amazing. He's not a kid anymore. <laughs> Even when he gets it wrong. Still hanging around. He's like, he's like. <laughs> 10 years old, but he's not a kid anymore. Um, well, so um, I, I also, I'd like to, to point out something I think is kind of funny. You've, you've said, uh, you, you just said, um, that's, that's the way it seems to be here in California. The commies hate guns. Yeah. Um, I would like to point out that the, um, the most rabid adherents to the, the gun control movement out there in California are actually worse than communists on that front. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, so uh, you can, you you're can not kidding, man. No, he's right that's, on the money. That's you're not kidding. You know, when I was when I was a kid in the '80s, it was kind of funny to call everything a commie, whatever. <laughs> you know, my old man who's probably listening uh, used to use uh, that as a pejorative to describe anything that frustrated him. It was a you know commie piece of junk or whatever, right? Uh, but in 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 you know, we did an interview with a guy who grew up in the Soviet Union, and his whole group of folks who are who are you know former Soviet Union. Folks, there's a lot of a lot of things. I mean, you wouldn't look at California and say, "Hey, that is a communist government system." But if you put all the the characteristics of a communist system, you know, on one column and on the other column, you put the characteristics of California. Pretty close. They just don't call it communist, but it's really bad when it comes to guns. You're absolutely right, Sam. Um, and there's there's just there's just no excuse anymore. Th- this SB two thing is is way too far. Um, and, uh, but I got to tell you, I think it's the, I think it's, it's what we're, it's the death thralls of, of some of this anti-gun stuff. I think that they're, 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 they've gone so extreme and so far, uh, to the extreme end because they see that, oh man, we're in, you know, the Supreme court decision, everything that's going on in culture and, and law and everything else is going our way. Hey, I got a question for you, Sam. Uh, sure. so they said that, uh, the, uh, Type 36 in Taiwan was actually a 9-millimeter parabellum. Do you know what parabellum means? Um, yeah, it comes from a. Uh, it, it comes from the original Latin version of the phrase, um, if you desire peace, prepare for war. Um, I can't recite it in Latin, but that was the um, motto, the, the sort of official slogan of the factory, the, the company DWM, at which Georg Luger designed the nine millimeter round so you'll hear it called nine millimeter luger after the guy who invented it or nine millimeter parabellum after the uh the the company's official slogan and it's kind of a pun there because it means literally for war and it was a military cartridge so i i I always thought that was kind of neat yeah parabellum for war and if you watch john wick on the label and if you watch john wick his last show was parabellum oh that's right did you know that about did you know the the uh, the uh, history of the word parabellum, nine millimeter parabellum. Did you know that? To some degree, but not okay. to that degree. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
You just got to watch John Wick. Yeah. Nice I haven't job. seen a single John Wick. You haven't? I haven't I'm either. Not. I haven't yeah. seen it either. What? Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> you haven't seen it. I Thank you. Say you didn't get it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It just no, if seem... you didn't get it, you haven't seen it. Well, I don't know. How could you? That's like saying you you like Brussels. You don't like Brussels. Sprouts. They're not gun guys. Remember? They killed his dog for goodness sake. Thank <laughs> you very much. That's I keep it. hearing that. That's oh the only my. part that sounds interesting to me. No, I, uh, no, no, no. I mean that somebody gets that level of revenge for for that act. I'll make you a deal. This week, I will stop by Blockbuster. I'll pick it up. And <laughs> yeah, you. Or, or you're going to go all the way to Tower Oregon. <laughs> Yeah, you'll go to Blockbuster and get uh, get a tape to put in your VHS. <laughs> yeah. there you go. That's it. Exactly. Parabellum. Parabellum. Bring some Zima. That should be Zima. That should be uh, maybe that should be our 2024 uh, T-shirt. Maybe that's my New Year's resolution is Parabellum. I thought you were <laughs> I like already it. there. I like it. Pretty much am. All right, everybody. Awesome job, Sam. Yep. Thank Happy you so year, much. Buddy. Yeah, thank you so much for all that you've added this year in 2023. You are uh, uh, just such a um, a fantastic addition to Gun Owners Radio. You oh, do yeah. such a good job. I appreciate it. You're, you're by far most of the comments I get, uh, most of the compliments I should say I get on Gun Owners Radio have right. to do with your segment. So thank you for all that you do. Um, looking forward to a uh, a fun 2024, and uh, hopefully you'll you'll get them all right. Hey, as always, thanks for having me on. Um, I've got a blog post going up bright and early tomorrow morning, or as we call it in my part of the country, afternoon. <laughs> All right. Good. Look forward to it. All right, buddy. You take care. And take care, Sam. Happy New Year. All right. We're going to have to hit the dusty trail. But first, like and subscribe our show. Share it with a friend. Leave a comment. And please support all our great sponsors, San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners, Inland Empire Gun Owners, the Dillon Law Group, Sage Street, San Diego Flight Training International, Firearms Legal Protection, and a big shout-out to Alicia, Michael Gezzi, who isn't here, Sam the Gunman, <laughs> Matthew Dominguez, Brendan Thomas, and our great guest, who's coming back, because we got to find out what's yeah. happening in Peru. So don't worry, Bob place. Siegel's on tape, so we can keep talking, because he's not here to yell at us. Yeah. And uh, don't forget, the gun show's right around the corner. Join, 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 and vote, vote, vote. Right here on Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. Happy New Year!